Pirates. I bet we all have a similar sort of idea in our mind. Something glorified by Hollywood. I tend to think of a guy with long, tangled hair, loads of eyeliner, an eye patch, maybe a parrot, wearing some worn down trench coat. With a triangle hat. Cannot forget the triangle hat. Maybe I'm describing Jack Sparrow. Maybe I'm describing Captain Hook. The point is, is that there's this overly flamboyant, overconfident pirate with some crazy fashion sense. But how accurate is this image? Well, for this week's episode, we're joined with Sydney Yeager, who is a stylist and fashion writer, and we're gonna be looking at pirate fashion. So this is actually the first time someone approached me with a topic, which is very, very exciting. And without further ado, let's begin. So you know the gist. If you don't hear my voice, you're probably hearing hers. Despite what most Hollywood movies have us believe, pirates didn't wear fancy waistcoats and breeches. Rather, they dressed for comfort and practicality. And I mean, could you blame them? They were likely wearing the same clothes for months at a time. Clothes that would be typically soaked in their own sweat, blood, and well, sometimes the blood of others. Pirates were first and foremost seamen. So they wore clothes typical of mariners at the time. Most of the clothing was hard-wearing linen and wool and were most practical for life at sea. Dull colors, boring. Gray, navy, white, maybe some sort of print if you're lucky. So a lot of the basics of pirate fashion would have come from sailors because many sailors, or they still wanted to sail, but they did not get paid well. They were not treated well. So they would run away and be pirates because it was easier to get money and access to things. So the basics of pirate fashion were simple sailor costumes most commonly, and then the things that they stole from merchant ships, such as jewelry and silks and different luxurious details, that's where we get like the more avant-garde pirate outfits and what they would wear when they came on shore at a party and really present themselves. So it is true that 90% of the time, 90% of the pirates were dressed kind of boringly. And not to mention that their clothes were just kind of disgusting and so were they because pirates actually, their hygiene kind of sucked. If you do not know, for example, pirates did not bathe regularly. Fresh water in a boat was very, very rare and so it was saved for cooking and cleaning. And so if a pirate wanted to bathe, they needed to jump off the ship and into the water. And you know, rinse themselves off that way, which pirates almost never did because that is extremely dangerous. Salt water isn't particularly good for the skin, not to mention you might run into a sea monster while you're trying to take a bath. So pirates very rarely bathed. So honestly, pirate ships were just a bunch of sweaty, stinky men wearing boring clothing filled with blood, sweat, dirt, grime on them. It wasn't particularly fantastical. But it is true that some pirates, especially the captains, did dress to impress when they went on land. They added colorful silks or feathered hats, and that was a way to demonstrate the successes of their voyages. So this is where we're going to get into pirate fashion. Many pirate captains wore long coats, typically those taken from a wealthy captive or bought on shore. The fashion on land at the time had men wearing coats with extraordinary arrays of buttons down the entire length of the front and wide cuffs in the back. Bartholomew Roberts, aka Black Bart Roberts, was famous for his scarlet silk coat and matching damask waistcoat. 
and the French, his principal enemy, called him Le Jolie Rouge, the Pretty Red. Roberts was probably one of the most successful pirates during the golden age of piracy, and he showed off that fact by wearing his great gold necklace with diamond-encrusted cross and his beautiful red silk coat. Now, it is safe to say that most pirates were not successful, or definitely not as successful as Bartholomew Roberts. So, this was a very, very, very rare type of thing. Still, we do have a flamboyant pirate. But like we said, most pirates tend to dress simple with their clothes. It's comfort over anything else. I mean, life at sea is pretty tough. So, pirates did have to come up with certain sorts of fashion hacks. Eye patches were used, not necessarily because of battle wounds. Pirates weren't drawing their sword directly to their enemy's eyes. That wasn't like a common fight. Um, but it was similar to the coal it would, and the eyeliner. It was a way to see. Ah, so the iconic eye patches. They actually did serve a purpose, and not the purpose that most of us tend to imagine. Rarely were the eye patches used because of battle wounds but most likely to preserve their night vision. Even in modern ships, quality and the intensity of light changes drastically from above deck to below deck. And a pirate needed to be able to walk down and up and swish and swash in a fight on the stairs without breaking a neck. So wearing an eye patch over one eye helps pirates trick their vision into adjusting to the darkness much more quickly, which can mean life or death during a battle. Oh, and well, another quick trick that might have served to gain pirates more than just street cred is, well, eyeliner. Kind of. This one's still kind of up in the air. But a girl can dream. Eyeliner would have existed on, possibly on some pirates just because it's like athletes today. You have coal or paint underneath your eye to protect from the sun, and some sailors did do that, but we don't have any historical record necessarily. It's just assumed because we do know some sailors would have done that. It's possible, but I'm not sure it would have been like thick, heavy layers of eyeliner like Jack Sparrow. So the black eyeliner would have been used to protect against the sort of light that bounced out off of the ocean. Like today's American football players, who darken the area under the circle just above the cheekbone in order to divert the sun from their eyes. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. But pirates did have an affinity for jewelry. Buccaneer bling did serve as a sort of insurance policy. Pirates were all about life at sea, but there is nothing romantic about spending an eternity in Davy Jones' locker. But a pair of gold and silver earrings means that a pirate could breathe easy on that account. They could simply melt them down and sell them, and then you'd have enough to pay for a casket. And if you're really, really lucky and they're really, really shiny, enough for a funeral of your very own. And pirates also had a lot of superstitions surrounding their hoops. They prevented seasickness, they served as a way to cure bad eyesight, a gold earring could somehow keep you from drowning. Pirates who had homes to go back to would engrave their home ports and addresses inside their earrings or rings. So their jewelry was effectively a way to carry around their wallet without actually carrying around a wallet. And so now onto the tricone hat the staple of every great Halloween costume. I don't think you can have a good Halloween costume without that iconic pirate triangle hat. But how accurate is the hat to pirate life? 
Hollywood themes, we see a lot of the tricone hat, which really would not have been something that you would want to wear, especially if it was rainy because of how it's shaped. It would just create a downspout on you and you would just be covered in rain in five minutes. So it's pretty stupid, it's design but it was used by admirals in the English Navy. We see it in a lot of paintings and it was used in the American Navy as well. So it was a way of like showing your status within like an actual system of seafaring. But Steed Bonnet wore a lot of them and you could see it in a lot of pictures. And after that, we started to see a few more pirates wear them. For the most part, people draw in Hollywoods. They see Steed Bonnet, they see the tricone hat, and they see the fact that it's a more interesting shape than the mammoth cap. So the mammoth cap, mammoth? I don't know if I said that right, is actually basically a wool beanie. It's a lot less dramatic than Jack Sparrow's iconic tricone hat. But thus is the life at sea, which is kind of weird because pirates, as we learned, tend to dress more as a typical sailor. Not very dramatic, not very fantastical, not very striking. But how did we get the very dramatic look that we tend to associate with pirates? I think the main thing that really happened was Robert Louis Stevenson's novel of Treasure Island had a lot of graphics in it. And so we see the like ideal ideology of like what the pirate looked like. And we kind of have that along with Neverland and Captain Hook, which aren't really like tried and true like what a pirate would look like. And along with that, we don't really know what pirates would look like. Artists weren't going out and sketching random pirates. So we really just have descriptions and some crude illustrations to see what they would have worn. And then over time, even in pirates' lives, there is myths and legacies surrounding them. A lot of people would have really been like fantasized or like excited by pirates, like we were saying earlier, like that would have spread. Over time, this character would have developed. We get costumes for Halloween, then characters in television shows and Hollywood would definitely start to glorify it, create different costumes and fantasies around it to create like an effect and get more tickets to the box office. So that's it. As anything happens in history, the story of romanticization is quite common. There's a lot of question marks surrounding what pirates would have looked like. And so there are myths and legends that describe maybe one or two outlandish pirates, like Blackbeard, who supposedly set his beard on fire to scare the enemy. And so we start to see that sort of idea apply to the masses of pirates, and everyone starts to think that maybe they all look that crazy. And of course, Hollywood just plays into that dramatic fantasy. The more detailed and strange the outfit becomes, the more it adds to the fantastical world of pirates. The outfit adds to the drama of it. And who doesn't love a great romanticization? Pale vampires, blue exotic aliens, the more crazy the costumes are, the more people get excited to see pirates. So that's where we get the crazy flamboyant red trench coats with the triangle hats, tons of eyeliner. They want to add to the scene, to the mystery that was the golden age of piracy. And an industry who would adore this forward, flamboyant, iconic sort of look would be, weirdly, the fashion industry. 
pirate fashion really picked up in high runways, which I I did trend reporting and different stuff for a while, and I really enjoy looking back on like old runways. So one of Vivian Westwood, who's recently passed away sadly, one of her first collections was pirate themed in the 1980s. It was like 1981, I think. And she did this whole entire pirate theme, costuming, all of it, and it was very elaborate. And then again, we had John Galliano in 1993. He created a very romanticized and sexualized version of the female pirate, but it was very fanciful and a lot of people liked that. And then after Pirates of the Caribbean, we had Anna Sui create a whole pirate collection in like 2007. Jean-Paul Gaultier did that in 2008. And so I think it's really interesting how runways and like very like high fashion and you expect it to be like all kind of hoity-toity and like very regal, but like they're drawing from like, like the greasy 30 year old who ran away from home and is on the high seas and probably has scurvy and they're drawing from that image. And I just think that that's really fascinating. <laughs> So that's just kind of insane to think about. The fashion world, runway, top of the top, taking inspiration from a group of men in history, known for living on disease-ridden ships, rarely ever taking baths, half of them missing limbs, probably because of infection, disease, I don't know, some bad duel. It's not something you would imagine that would be at the top of Vogue or the fashion world. So most pirates were not exactly fashionable by choice but they just became it with time. Well, except maybe this one pirate, Steed Bonnet, the gentleman pirate. His fashion was always on point. Maybe we'll cover him next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, if you would like to join my Patreon, that would be much appreciated. I'll leave a link in the description below, as well as the socials of Sydney Yeager if you want to check out her really cool content on both Instagram or TikTok. Have a great day. Goodbye.